Hello, and welcome to the Claremont Bible Fellowship Bible Instruction Time. We now turn you over to our speaker for the day. This time we're happy to turn the remainder of our meeting over to Brother Buck Matthews. I hope you still got your finger in your Bible to Matthew chapter 2. Verse 2. The wise men came from the east in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. I'm still on questions. I'm sorry, but that gets me stimulated to to go and bounce throughout the scriptures, Lord. And whenever they... um, The Lord shows me different verses in the scripture. Now, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Well, you think, well, it is only there at Bethlehem. No, it's throughout the scriptures. We're going to go from Genesis to Revelation today, very quickly. And uh, some of the verses I have written down, some we might look up. But just uh, bear with me, because we're going to look and find out where this king is in the scripture. He's not just in the cradle. It's a good start. But looking down in the scriptures, in chapters number, Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, it says this, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not near. And there shall come a star out of Jacob. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Was this some of the writings that maybe Daniel uh, wrote in the uh, books there in Babylon that these wise men read someday? Because they have access. Now, we know that Daniel had access because he was the first president there. Darius made him the first president and it gave him the right to enter in words in that book. And maybe he did write this in. I don't know for sure. But we're going to say that he possibly did because those wise men found out somehow by reading in the history of Babylon and in the history about Daniel and their stories that, that we read about in the book of Daniel. And so they possibly did that. Well, when Herod inquired the Jews... He told the Jews and the Pharisees and the, and the scribes to come. And what is this noise throughout the city? Because it says here that the, the, the whole city was concerned, as well as King Herod, about the wise men coming through. It would have been a group, a large group, of not just three wise men or however many you want to say there are. There were three gifts, so it's a hint. But possibly there were more. But the point is, there were more servants. They had servants. And they would have had all these camels and a big entourage of them coming into the city. And the servants went through different people there in the streets of the city probably say, where is this king of the Jews? Where was he born? Where is he? And I believe that that happened. And, and the point is, is that it must have because Herod brought in these Jewish people and said, where is this king of the Jews? 
Everyone wanted to know where he was. And they brought out a scripture in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And it says, Thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, out of thee shall come forth the ruler of Israel. And we say, well, that must be true that Christ is not just found in the New Testament. He's also found in the Old. Well, we read in Genesis 22, verse 16 and 18, that God promised Abraham. He said, by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. And he also promised to Isaac and said, in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. He promised Moses also. In Deuteronomy 18, 18, I will raise up a prophet among them like unto Moses. I will put my words in his mouth. Where was that fulfilled? In the New Testament. John 17, 6 says, I have magnified thy name unto the men which thou gavest me. In verse 8 of John 17, I have given unto them thy words which you gave to me. And then we have a prophecy in Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 2. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord is upon, upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison, and to them that are, burned, that are bound, and to the proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's in the Old Testament, Isaiah 61. But it was fulfilled in Luke chapter 4, when the Lord went into the <coughs> synagogue in Nazareth. He read these same words, and then the Bible says, and he closed the book. And he said, this day, these words are fulfilled. I am that one. And they marveled at the words that he said. And so they followed him, many of them, and believed in him. To David, God made a promise, back in Psalm 89, verse 3 to 4. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David, my servant, thy seed will I establish forever. And build up thy throne to all generations. Where is he that's born king of the Jews? He's here. He's here in these passages that I'll be reading and looking into. Some promises in Isaiah tells us in verse, chapter 42, verse 1 to 4, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. And then we're going to look at this king also as another title, the branch. In Isaiah 11, verse 1, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, a branch, shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, with righteousness he shall judge. 
we know that he was in Zechariah 3, verse 8, Behold, I bring forth my servant the brands. And in Jeremiah 23, verse 5 to 6, Behold, the days cometh, saith the Lord, I will raise up unto David a righteous branch. He shall reign as king. Where is the king of the Jews? Here he is. He'll dwell wisely and he'll execute judgment and justice in the land. Whereby his name is called the Lord our righteousness. Another word for that is Jehovah Sidkenu. Meant nothing to me at first. But when I met him, then he meant a lot. He was a lot. In the king of the Jews, we find in Isaiah 4, verse 2, In that day shall that branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious and fruitful and shall ex be excellent and comely. And then we come to a familiar passage, which you don't have to turn to, Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall come, conceive, and bear a son, and shall call him Emmanuel, God with us. Now, this all started back in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. The Lord said that there's going to be enmity between thy seed and your seed. He said this to Satan. He said, Thy seed will bruise his heel, but her seed shall crush your head. And I believe he did that at Calvary. He destroyed the works of Satan and became victorious there. Where is this Emmanuel? Where is this king that we're talking about? Matthew chapter 1, you can turn to that one. 1 verse 22 now all this was done, and it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. Now shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, that he is God with us. Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took unto him his wife. And he knew her not till she brought forth that son called Jesus. Isaiah 9 6 it speaks of a child being born, of a son being given. We know that that son was given here at the birth of Christ in the first chapters, few chapters of Matthew and Luke. And it speaks of, why doesn't it speak about? the birth of Christ in Mark's gospel or in John's gospel. Well, it, it does speak about in John's gospel. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten full son, the glory of the only begotten father full of grace and truth. In Mark's gospel, it's the gospel of the servant. There was no really pedigree mentioned in the gospel of Mark because he was a servant, but he came as a king. That's my savior. He had these names titled to him in Isaiah 9, verse 6. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, and prince of peace. But verse 7 of Isaiah 9. 
It says this, of the increase of his government shall be no end. For the throne of David, for the throne of David to establish his kingdom forever. He is truly the king that we look for. This king not only was a branch, he was also a shepherd. And we were mentioning that a little bit about Ezekiel 34, verse 23. I will set up one shepherd over them. He shall feed them, even my shepherd. And servant David shall be their shepherd. Where was that fulfilled? In Mark chapter 6, verse 34. Jesus came forth and saw a great multitude. He had compassion upon them. He began to teach them many things. Because of Isaiah 53 and verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. John 10 11 was read today. The Lord said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Let's go back to the king now. Where is he? Where is this king of the Jews? We've seen him. The, the wise men found him with the guidance of the star there at his birth. And we see also in Zechariah 9.9, it prophesied, Rejoice greatly. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh. He is just in the full salvation. He is lowly, lowly and riding upon an ass of colt, full of an ass. This was fulfilled in John chapter 12, 12 to 15. Let's go to that passage in John 12 and read that. John chapter 12, verse 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. On John chapter 1, Nathaniel says, Thou art the king of Israel. There he is again. So far, so far we've seen in the Old Testament and in the New, this king of the Jews is throughout the scriptures. Not only is he found as the king of the Jews, he's found as the branch of Jehovah and the shepherd of the sheep. We'll see him yet in another picture, too, as a rejected stone. In Isaiah 28, verse 16, in the Old Testament, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious stone, a chief cornerstone, a sure foundation. And in Psalm 118, verses 22 to 23, He is the stone which the builders rejected, he has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in his sight. Let's go to the New Testament and see the fulfillment of that. In Acts chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, I'll summarize that. 
Peter said, looked at these people and said, well, if we're being judged because of what we did in Acts chapter 3 of healing that man that was crippled, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He, Jesus, is that stone which you set it not. You crucified him. God made him the head of the corner, though. And in verse 12 of Acts 4, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby ye must be saved. You got the pattern? How that this king was not just found as a babe in Bethlehem. You find him way back, way back as a child being given, a child being born, a son being given. But let's go to the phrase here. Matthew 27, verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus, took him into that common hall, and they stripped him of his raiment. They put a robe on his face. They put a crown to mock him as king. This is the one. That was the king in Bethlehem's manger. A king, a lowly king that came into Jerusalem. This is the one that they mocked and ridiculed as a king. They took him, put a crown of thorns on his head, beat it down with rods. Calvary's hill, they took him out. Calvary's Hill then. And there they crucified him. They set over his head. What? This is the king of the Jews. There he is again. Wow. It just sends chills down my back when I think of this king who was born a child king who was, came into Jerusalem as a lowly king And now, he is the king of the Jews again on Calvary's hill. But there are some other passages in scripture. If you look at Revelation chapter 4, we see this one on the throne, the right hand of God. Because when he was buried and rose again, he ascended up in the glory and is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Yes, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Many crowns on his head in chapter 19 of Revelation. Chapter 19, verse 11, it says the heavens opened up. Now we know in chapter 3 of Revelation, the door opened up, just a door. But in 19, verse 11, the whole heavens, heavens opened up, and there he is on the white throne, on the white horse, coming down. Many crowns on his head, and his name is called the Word of God, which was, was, became flesh and dwelt among us. Many crowns. His name is the Word of God, and that Word became flesh. In 1916, his name is King of Kings 
and Lord of Lords. In Revelation 20, verse 16, I, Jesus, am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. He which testifieth these things saith, surely I come quickly. Now, I know I didn't tell you every verse in the Old Testament. You can never do that. We'll enjoy it throughout all eternity, seeing that great king that was born king, but suffered. The servant, whose name is the Brants, suffered there on the cross of Calvary. I conclude now by thinking about this one. Take your mind back to all those verses that we went through very quickly. And I didn't want to have a sword drill or anything like that, but think of that. How that when that question was asked by the wise men, he found out where is it going to be born by the scriptures. Those ones that were with Herod that day, they knew he was going to be born. The Messiah was going to be born. They knew where, they just didn't know when. And yet they were told by these Gentiles that we saw his star. That star that cometh out of the east. And we saw it. And we listened to the words that Daniel wrote. And we came. And we worshipped. And yet those that were just a few miles away from where he was born were so far away from God. They were so blinded, even knowing where the word of God was, that he was going to be born. And yet, so I ask you today, where is this king of the Jews? Is he in your heart? Have you trusted him as your savior? He didn't come to set up his kingdom right away, but he will set up a kingdom in the near future. And we'll rule with him. But until then, just consider this expression, where is the king of the Jews? We have seen a star and we have come to worship him. He alone is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Let us pray. Father, we thank thee for the thoughts that we look back and just feebly brought out, Lord, that uh, he is king of the Jews. Ah. Oh. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first, but also unto the Gentile. Jesus, by his blood, broke down that middle wall partition, and both Jew and Gentile have become the church. We thank the Our Father for the opportunity to maybe stimulate other believers here and maybe that might hear this broadcast later on the website. But our Father, you can reach and save those out there from maybe going to the website and listening. We pray, our Father, that everyone in here has Christ as Savior and has Lord, him as Lord of their heart, King of kings and Lord of lords. All the way through the scriptures, we see him as King Jesus.
as our Savior, as the head of the body, the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks for this blessed Savior. Be with us, traveling mercies home. In thy name we pray. Amen.